Hi, my name is Meg, and welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast. This podcast is a place that brings amazing, brave, and courageous journeys of women into the spotlight to shine because we all have stories and we are here to share them together. Hey listeners, it's certainly been a hot minute since we've had a new episode. As a busy mom and a teacher, you know how it is with the end of the year winding down at school. So I apologize for the delay. However, our next guest, Jessica Leff, is a mom to three boys who are constantly on the go. I'm sure we all can relate. She has created Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps with her husband. Today, we talk about finding the calm in the chaos, how Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps was created, and how it is still thriving today as a small, sustainable business in New Hampshire. today with Jess. Jess is going to introduce herself, tell us where she lives and what she does. Hey Meg, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, My name is Jessica Leff. I own Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps and we make therapeutic weighted comfort wraps. It's sort of like a weighted blanket that you can wear. My husband and I started the business in 2015, but we actually had a edible landscaping and compost business back when we lived in North Carolina. Um, So we were like sort of like knew about the business owning thing and we loved it. Um, We ended up having a baby, our first baby, and we were like, we can't do both. How do we even do this? Like new parent craziness. Um, So we stopped that and then we moved up to New Hampshire and we started Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps, but it was actually still called Harvest in the City, which doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, what prompted you guys to move to New Hampshire? My mom was really sick and she was in New Jersey and my sister is in Massachusetts. Um, so we wanted to be close to family, but not too close. <laughs> and I lived here back in 2004. I lived in Bearbrook State Park. So I sort of knew about New Hampshire and I loved it up here. Um, my husband grew up in Ohio and Alaska and I grew up in Jersey. So we like, we love the seasons and don't have that down South. So we were like, we wanted it again. Um, and that's what started the business was that my mom was really sick. She was cold all the time. Um, she had a lot of trouble breathing. She had a, something called Crest syndrome and pulmonary hypertension and Raynaud's. And um, so the, the weight, so she was like, we were like, what can we do to like make her feel smushy and loved and held when we're not there all the time? And um, so we started, <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I just had our third baby and it was like our dining room table full of like a sewing machine and bowls of flaxseed and herbs. And we were like, let's just like shove it all into a sack. And like, my mom was like, I love it. It's amazing. We're like, okay. But it really made her feel better. I think it was the weight and the heat. She could heat them up in the microwave. And then we just sort of like perfected it and put channels in it and made it like a weighted blanket with squares. And um, we've you know, we've evolved from there. And um, we live in Stratford, but we manufacture in Rochester, New Hampshire. So um, 
Yeah. I love that because I remember um, maybe like 10 or 15 years ago and Origins, I don't know if they're still around, Origins. And I bought a weight, oh, they I like totally. make makeup and skincare. Yes, and they, yes. they I bought like a, a weighted like neck blanket that I it had lavender in it. And I used to put it in the microwave. And I remember thinking, this is genius because I have never seen anything like this ever. And now it's become more of a thing. I have a weighted blanket. I use it yeah. every single night to sleep. So I think that's, I mean, weighted blankets and everything have really evolved in the last couple of years. I think so too. And we used to make weighted blankets, like, like hauling, you know, 23 pound blankets over my shoulders as I was sewing them and charging people like, three to $500 for these blankets. Um, and then realizing that everybody's making them now and they can go to Kohl's and Walmart and get this great weighted blanket. And, you know, it wasn't USA made, it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't hundred percent cotton. It was, you know, it, it wasn't what we are, but they could get the same thing for $70. So we like moved away from making the big weighted blankets and when we did that, um, it all sort of like happened at the same time. We're like, okay, we can be something like a little different. Like, so I taught environmental education for 13 years before I had kids. And my husband and I have always gardened and had animals um, sort of like living on the land. So having a company and we had our compost and our landscaping company, and it was important to us of like just caring for the earth, taking care of nature. So having a company that made a product that was sustainable, um, it was an easy segue for us to have a product like that. But it was too expensive to make these larger things. So when we decided to pare it down and make something that could just go on your shoulders or go over your eyes or a fidget or a little heart, it just, it made sense. And then we like moved away from the craft show business. And that's when I met Lindsay Taylor and she rebranded us and she repackaged us and our whole, the whole face of our company changed. Um, so it was like the product changed, the product evolved. And then we, we were moving away from the craft business and into the wholesale business. Um, and we have some cool clients now and we white label for some people, um, for some companies. So the whole thing, it's just like, it's, it was a, it was fun watching it evolve. There were a lot of growing pains too with it. I feel like there's a lot there to like unpack. But. Yeah, there is. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So you said that you were an environmental teacher. Yeah. Uh, was, was that correct when I said that? Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> so, an environmental educator. Environmental was, educator. Okay. Yeah. So that is, first of all, that is super cool. My favorite classes when I was in high school were like field biology, environmental science. Fun fact, I was the president of our student environmental, students for environmental action club, beach nice. cleanups, things like that at Pinkerton. Yeah. And um that was always like a really fun part. I really cherish that part of my high school like years. Yeah. That was really, really fun yeah. for me. I've always been, I was always have been very, very into that. So that you guys took and you really made that a huge part of your company culture. So how do you guys like find all your products? Like you how to, what do you do to source those? Like everything's organic, sustainable. Mm -hmm. 
Like, where do you start with something like that? Um, so we try to keep everything local. And the idea, I think, of local changed a lot during COVID when we all started getting online and I could talk to the farmers in the Northwest who were farming the lavender because then all of a sudden it became, it became local. Like, yes, it wasn't in, in the area that I can raise lavender and it's not like the bees that are pollinating that lavender. So like, you know, when you heat it up, you have that, that, that same side of it, like eating honey near you, but it became local for a business. Like, you could have the same interaction. So we're, we try to keep it on the US. That's like local for us. Um, it's very hard to get fabric in the US. Mm. Just don't manufacture it here. Um, flaxseed is not grown here. It's so we get our flaxseed from Canada. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I, See, I'm like learning new things, right? We don't, I mean, we don't grow it in bulk. It could be grown in the Midwest. We don't grow it in bulk the way they do to get a good price that I would need. Um, just like rice, corn, I just don't use those things. We don't use rice, corn, or beans in our product because there's water inside of those things. So when you heat it up, it's almost like you're making chicken soup. Mm. And you're like, oh, it's like, smells like my grandma's house. <laughs> so we use flaxseed because there's oil in it. And there's, so when you do that, it's like a moist heat and it's an oil that you're releasing. Um, and it just smells natural. So after, and we only use dried herbs. I haven't found a great place, although maybe not, but like we don't, so we don't use any essential oils because I would need somebody who I trusted to like actually make the oils. We just, we just haven't done that, but anybody can add essential oils to the product and fabric oils. Yeah. Or dried herbs. We just try to get everything. I try to know where it's coming from. I try to like have face-to-face conversations with what's happening it's not always possible, you know, um, you don't always get that, but um, packaging, we try to do recyclable packaging. The only, the only plastic that we use ever is in the plastic, you, everything comes in a plastic bag so that it can hold the scent in. So you have your product and you have the plastic bag, you have a recyclable, a recyclable or, you know, you can put it in lay it down in your garden and it will go back into the earth, the box that it comes in. But our product, there is nothing inside of it. There's no plastics, no microplastics that you have to worry about. So our product can be dropped into the forest. Like you could take your eye pillow on a hike with you, like you go hiking, right? And it, you drop it and it will go back into the earth. There's nothing in it that is not bad for the earth. So it's amazing. The product at the end of the life cycle, which is really important to us. It's just, you know, not taking more from, from our planet. We just try, we try. I mean, like that's all we can hope for. Right. Absolutely. Any, anything helps. Seriously. It really does. I think the other thing is, um, people microwave our product. Like, and if you're putting that into the microwave, you can also put it in the oven to heat it up. 
but I would, I don't, we don't heat things in Tupperware, like in plastic Tupperware. I wouldn't want to put something on my body that had plastic in it mm -hmm. after I heated it up so that, so we just don't do that. So that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. I love it so, so much. It's yeah. like a really fun, like it's almost like farm to table, right? Pretty much. Yeah, totally. um, yeah same thing. Yeah. And um, so like, how did you guys grow? So obviously you started off really, really small right. and you said you started going like to craft shows and then you sort of started easing out mm -hmm. of that. And like, now I know like you're in some, you know, some spas and everything. So, and you also moved out of your house. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, how did that happen? This is like a blessing and a curse to move out of your house, right? Mm. Like mom of three, I have a husband, we have like a small homestead. So it's like, I come home from work and it's like scramble, scramble, scramble to do everything. But if you were, if I worked there, it might not be a scramble, scramble. I could like do stuff mixed in throughout the day. But we started in the craft show and then craft show industry, like business, and it was great. It was wonderful. And we were growing, but it was all, I feel like the story, the story always like breaks off. And then it was COVID. Like that's like mm -hmm. sort of like everybody's segue. And it was COVID. And I was making all of these face masks. And I was like, I want to just be doing our products. And I don't want to be in the house. Everybody was there. My husband wanted the basement back. It was just like, get out, like be done. Like you can move. And we found this great space in the Gonic Mill. And then when we moved and we did that, we started, we started rebranding. We started repackaging and we started giving our safe ourselves like a facelift with everything. Um, really thinking about how things were gonna look, you know, we we like we call our cost of goods. Excel spreadsheet, like our holy grail. So like everything came down to numbers and how things were working out, nitty gritty, picking things apart. Um, we always go back to that, you know, as we're making decisions. Um, on a side note, my family has been in the jewelry industry for a very long time. And my dad um, has been a huge part of growing the business. Um, because he just knows about every step on. So he worked for Swarovski, he worked for Tiffany. He knew all of the parts of like inventory. You know, when you have a product-based business like you do, mm -hmm. keeping track of everything. And sometimes it's like, if you're not using QuickBooks, right? You're like, what am I doing? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So I had like this sounding board from my father all the time on how our processes were working, getting it down. Um, and I, we still talk about it a lot um, because my husband does safety and he does some lean manufacturing. So we talk about, you know, making things the most efficient way so that we are, it's the easiest and we're making the most money with it. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, totally. Definitely. Okay. And so do you find that because you're in a new space out of your home and you made that transition with your branding and everything that that really elevated the business? It's a great question. I guess so, right? You can like step back and take a deep breath and like see how it went. But like, honestly, it wasn't moving out. It was, it was hiring Lindsay Taylor to do from Tailored Image 
to do um, to do our rebranding. That's what changed everything. It literally changed everything. So, um, and by changed everything, I think it just gave me confidence. Mm. To put myself out there. That's what it was. Um, because everything was in a plastic bag with a stapled card on top. Um, you know, it was very crafty looking. You couldn't, I couldn't approach larger companies. I couldn't approach larger spas with what we had. That's what really changed everything. It was nice to get out of the house, but it wasn't the end all be all. Yeah. And so then how did you start getting into spas and everything? Um, we met a really interesting, um, um, sales company called ROI revenue of inspiration. And now they're called brand uncover. And um, we hired them to help us to like get into some cool places. And it's just sort of gone from there. So um, we've done some trade shows and that's been wonderful. Um, and just talking to people, it's all about relationship building, right? Mm -hmm. Like at this point when like we can all sit down and really have conversations, like we don't need to keep buying Nike or we don't need, yes we do but like you don't need to keep buying the big stuff when you can sit down with somebody and have the conversation about like what their business is about everything has gotten so compact with the internet and like and COVID that like you can mm -hmm. be part of some of all the choices you make on what you're buying um so we're able to like sit down with Mohunk Mountain House with Exhale and we're able to have, you know, great conversations with them like face to face like this um, when it wasn't really a thing before. So I think as long mm -hmm. as we build relationships with people, it like gets the ball rolling and you get your name out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that meeting people is so, that's such a huge part of your brand, especially when you're someone like me or you, and we have a very small business and I'm the face of my brand, <laughs> yes. you know? And so I try to be in front of the camera as much as possible, which it, some, for some people that bothers them, I don't mind. <laughs> it bothers me. It's really hard. <laughs> because yeah. I'm just, I'm a teacher. I mean, I think that's probably why like, I'm used to being up in front of kids all day. And, um, so like getting in front of a camera, like doesn't really bother me at all, but I think that that's like a huge part is making those connections. Um, I think that in the state of New Hampshire, particularly, um, we have a huge networking system here um, yeah. between she built this with Emily Aborn, um, who will hopefully be on the podcast, <laughs> this on, podcast <laughs> and, um, and just, you know, like we have the women's business league, which I don't know if you're a part of, yeah, um, there's not, all different chapters. Yeah. And there's, we have just have so many resources in New Hampshire. And I just, you know, I just went to a women's business league event and I met two or three people that knew other people that I knew, you know, we had these people in common. So I think that at least in the state of New Hampshire, we're so small and we have so much at our fingertips that we just don't even realize. And that's a huge part, I think, of owning a business, especially a woman owned business. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. It really, it truly, truly is. Yeah. And sometimes even when I just look at our little town of Stratford, like all of the women businesses there, Suzanne Jenkins, who does um, massage, um, 
Lanta Totten, who does Nourish, a yoga studio. Lindsay Taylor, um, God, I'm missing, I'm, I know I'm missing. Um, Lisa O'Shea, she has Timber, Timber Ledge Wellness. Like we are just like, it, like it's beautiful. It's great. And I know, I know it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's really amazing. Like it truly is, I think. It's just, and it's, you know, we we have so many resources and that's not a lot. I think feel like not a lot of people can say that. And we live in a small enough state where we can say that. I know it. You know, so yeah. we're really we're lucky. lucky. We are. We're super, super <laughs> lucky. So where do you see the business going from here then? Like you guys have grown into a new space. You're starting to, you know, be in spas and everything else. Like what is sort of like, next on the horizon or you know what are sort of some of your big goals for Parker Mountain Comfort Reps are there any did I just put you on the spot (laughs) (laughs) so I think for us it's just to continue to grow organically because we can keep a handle on the business when we do that um just continuing to make connections like Continuing to make sure that people know that we're here as a comfort product. Yeah, just um, growing organically, really. Keeping it comfortable, keeping it easy so that we can, mm-hmm. we can keep doing it. Yeah. So do you guys always feel like you will, you know, not look for investors or anything like that? Just keep it with you guys? That's how I feel. Someone even said, asked me that recently. And I was like, I don't yeah. know if I could do that. I don't know if I could give up anything. I know. Well, I guess there's like all different levels of investment and we have had family investment into the company. Um, and I'm so lucky for that. But other than that, we have not. And I think, um, if we can keep it like that, yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have any investors, but who knows? I'm saying no, but like anything's possible. I don't know. That's true. The universe opens doors sometimes we don't expect. Yeah. So here's a question for you, even though maybe we could have talked about this at the beginning is you, you obviously sewed from home when you were doing your sewing at the beginning, when you started sewing for your mom, was there anything that you had done prior, like during your childhood or teenage years or college or anything? Like, did you always love to sew? Was that like a thing for you? Or was this just totally like I'm buying a sewing machine and I'm doing it? Yep. That was it. That was it. Going. No, I um I went to college for fine art photography. So, and my sister's a mosaic artist. My family's been in the jewelry industry. My aunt is a sculptress. We have entrepreneurs in our family. So it's like, it was like, you know, serendipitous. Like it was like meant to happen that something like this was gonna happen. But um no, I never really was into sewing at all. I hung out with people that sewed but it was more of like the connection, like, you know, keeping my mom comfortable. Um, and then it just like grew into keeping the community comfortable, like keeping, making people feel good. Right. Like, like your, like your brand, it's like, yeah, feel good when they wear it. Mm-hmm. You, that's what we want to do. Like it's beyond us at that point. Um, yeah, you definitely do that. I have a few of your products. I love them. Thanks. My kids love the little fidget thing that you gave me when yeah. we were, we had, we went to this meeting like a couple of weeks ago and just gave me like a little fidget thing yeah. and I brought it home and my kids were like, what's this? 
<laughs> and they totally you know, use it. It's a little heart. It's so cute. And that actually started because I was making product for, um, for somebody and I met this woman, Meg Thompson. She's a behavioral specialist in Rye. And um, she was like, can you make a quiet fidget tool? Mm. Something that won't make noise in the classroom that I can like bring to teachers and bring to kids, but that will have scent also. And I was like, yeah, like we got this. And I was making like triangles and rectangles and all these different shapes. I was like, oh, this is not going to work. So we just make hearts and squares now, but, um, but I made it for somebody. And each of my products, the way that they've evolved have been exactly like, it's been a need has come about, right? I feel like maybe that's like your leggings, like you can get five inch or seven inch, like there's a need for mm -hmm. it, do it right. Like, um, but we don't have a large product line. We have seven items, um, lots of different fabrics and lots of different scents, but um, we only have seven products that you can get. So um, they all have little stories behind them, which. So what is your number one product seller and what is the story behind that? Um, I think, so we have a couple of number ones, but our like eye pillow and our perfect flow, but our perfect flow does really well. It's for the neck and shoulders. Um, it's made like a weighted blanket. It's, but it's long. It's 39 inches long, nine inches wide. And um, it can go around your neck. Somebody, we were making the deluxe wrap and somebody was like, we need something just for the shoulders. Or we were making, I'm sorry, we were making the pressure point pillow and they were like, we needed to go up on our neck more. So we decided, my husband actually came up with the design for the perfect flow. So grateful for that man. Um, it came, so it comes up on your neck, but you can also use it, you know, over your chest. If you have a cold, you can use it over your belly. You can swing it around your back. You can use it, wrap it around your knee. Um, it's just a great size for a lot of different things. And I think people really have found that. So the perfect flow, I think is one of our best sellers, but it's like the eye pillow is great for that too. Cause it's so compactable. People travel with it all the time mm -hmm. and you on your shoulder you can use it for spot treatments anywhere and most of the time when you're traveling in a hotel there's a microwave or there's a fridge you can get it cold you can put it there you know when you first get to the hotel um so you can use them both ways hot or cold and you can travel so the eye pillow is great for traveling too so it does really well also I love that little eye pillow it's like one of my favorites <laughs> I always do it warm though I always do it warm there's something like very comforting even when it's warm outside <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like so so nice to just like have something like nice and warm like on your eye eyes and like your face it just like feels so good it oh, is it's so thanks. comforting yeah Thank it's you. really great yeah. yeah if you guys have not checked them out now you have to right yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so I always end my podcast with a question and that question is and it could be like listen it could be anything it could be like life or business or anything like that but do you have like any words of wisdom for anybody listening that could be business advice, life advice, adult advice, <laughs> child, you know, like mom advice, like just like anything could be something like recent or just like something you've learned over the years that you feel is like a really good, like nugget of wisdom that you might want to share on. Yeah, I actually, you know, it's, you started asking that. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? <laughs> like, I'm never going to know. 
but you know, when you said that, it, the first thing that came to me was like slowing down. I think like in the craziness, we're in crazy lacrosse season right now with our boys. And any time that we can slow down to just like give that extra snuggle or like give my husband an extra hug in the kitchen in the morning or like when he gets home from work and just to, that has been like, the biggest thing in our life right now for all of us is to just slow down and listen, like to just be more present and slow down. Yeah. Right. I, I 100% agree with you. I had like, you know, 70 orders to pack or something like that. And over Memorial day, I was like, I'm spending time with my family. Yeah. Like I shut off my phone. I didn't pack the orders and I was like, people can wait. Right. It's I, like, it's, it's important boundaries. for me to, right. Yeah. It's important for, I actually, we were going to have this podcast recording that weekend. Yes. And I was like, you know what, Jess, I'm really sorry. I was like, I'm going to bail on you because I just, I really need some downtime over the weekend with my family. And, yeah, we and I was like, go girl. I, was like, I know you were so proud yeah. of me. And I was yeah. like, I'm proud of me too. <laughs> oh, slowing. It's the it's best. so true. Yeah, it really just... is. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Life moves too fast and we don't slow down enough, right? Ferris Bueller, what's that famous quote? Life move if you don't, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm going to mess it up, fudge it up. It's like life moves fast if you don't, like if you look around, like you might miss it or I don't know. Okay, what it is. Someone's yeah. going to email me and tell me what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure All right, it out so Jet, exactly. Yeah. So just tell everybody where they can find you because let me tell you, you need one of these in your life if you don't have one. Thanks, Meg. So our website is pmcomfortwraps.com, PM for Parker Mountain. So pmcomfortwraps.com. We're on Facebook at Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps. And then in Instagram is pmcomfortwraps. Um, and you can find us in Trends in Exeter, New Hampshire, and Hampton Natural Foods in Hampton, New Hampshire. Um, you can also find us at a few different exhale spas all over the country too. Um, our eye pillows are sitting in all their spas. Um, and um, Tree Spa at Hidden Pond, um, which is an amazing location in Maine. So if you're looking for a wonderful spa to go to. But, but go to our website, to PM Comfort Wraps. Yes, Whole yeah. Foods, I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's next on your list. For sure. For Put that on your vision board. Yeah. Well, thank you so, it. so much, Jess. I really appreciate thank your time. You. It was so awesome having you on. Thanks, Meg. This was great. Yay. If you know an outstanding, extraordinary woman that you think would be perfect for this podcast, please reach out. ExtraordinaryWomenNH at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, ExtraordinaryWomenPodcast.com.